0: From the All-Ireland Business Foundation, this is Elaine Carl bringing you AIBF Business Talk. AIBF is an independent national body tasked with enterprise development and the promotion of best-in-class businesses as business all-stars. Today i catch up with Thomas Brown of Salus Trading Services, which has gone from strength to strength since its formation in 2005. Salus has consulted on some of the most prestigious projects in Ireland, Australia and the Middle East specializing in health and safety, training, consultancy, and traffic management. Thank you so much for joining me on AIBF Business Talk today, Tom. Tom, you've had a fantastic long career in your area of expertise in the health and safety industry. Setting up Salus training services, you know, over, you know, 18, 20 years ago, I'd love for you to take us back on your journey to where it all began.
1: Well, okay. Uh, I suppose then it needs to go back to me at the age of 17 uh, when I joined the Naval Service. And the Naval Service uh, was, if you like, a very, very valuable um, time in my life, although I only spent four years in the Naval Service. Um, Many of the things that you know, I would have been trained to do if you like, uh, had a strong element of safety attached to them, such as arms training. And uh, when you go to sea, then you have safety at sea. We've all the things, you know, on a seagoing vessel that would be associated with construction safety, believe it or not. Because, you know, if you're up a mast painting, um, if you're on what they call a bosun's chair over the side painting, you're adjacent to water. That, that's something that we would refer to in our industry as well in construction. We have working at height, uh, we have fuels, we have, I mean, the number of guys that I served were exposed to asbestos uh, You know, during that time. And they've since been diagnosed with um, mesothelioma and of course asbestosis. There's carpentry, there's a, a electricity on board. There are the paints, and in the 70s, much of the contaminants hadn't been removed from the paints, if you like, such as lead and that sort of thing. And they needed a very robust paint, obviously, for painting ships, so as they get some bit of time out of them uh, when they're exposed to salt water, etc. Um, we did have things like uh, boarding trawlers, so there was an element of skill attached to that when it came to working in rough seas. Unfortunately, we were called upon from time to time to get involved in some maybe body recoveries. Uh, we assisted in the search for two ladies who were murdered in the 70s by two Englishmen, and one died in prison since. The other one is still there on time. They'd be referred to as Evans and Shaw. Um, but then, as, as it progressed, uh, I became what they call uh, a, a gunnery instructor, it's what they call an SG2. Excuse me, please. And, and that's in the run up to doing what they call an NCO's course. Uh, I became a seamanship instructor. So, when I came out of the industry, or sorry, out of the naval service, rather, I came into the industry in part. I started working for Weather Glaze. So, again, you're working with, uh, if you will, powered saws and things like that. And largely that's where I've been. But the industry wasn't so plentiful in terms of work at the time. So you did different things, I would have driven trucks uh, for a short time, I would have driven a taxi um, and I worked in Dublin Airport. So in Dublin Airport, there's a, there's a very, very big emphasis on safety, if you like, especially when you go airside. If you're driving airside, how you approach an aircraft and you don't pass under the wing and um, things like that. And there are routes you have to stick to. and. Pedestrians uh, are are very, very important, if you like, when we go airside in that, you know, um, we've got to make sure we give them the optimum scope for safety and we don't expose expose them to any danger from what we're doing, i.e. the way in which we drive and that sort of thing. So we have to be, uh, you know, well on top. So it took me then, you know, through a number of companies till I got to South Midland Construction and I was working out in the, if you like, I was working out in um, in the field, if you like, you know, I would have been doing pipe work, laying, uh, laying mains, I would have been uh, involved in driving the vehicles such as grab lorries and stuff like that. That's what I refer to a friend of mine. Uh, we lost a friend on one of those lorries. Very, very nice guy. McMurphy and uh, really an incredibly nice guy to work with and at that stage I had been promoted into the safety section then or shortly after and I felt that no matter what the job was and no matter how much people knew this was always hanging over us if we if we didn't take absolute care whilst doing our job. I also worked with a gentleman down in uh, the junction of Gardner Street and um, Gardner Street and uh, Talbot Street and he hit uh, a cable and he was absolutely fried. And that inspired me to move in the direction of uh, making that type of work better for people who are working in around underground services because there are so many different dangers, if you will, can arise. Um, There are so many different dangers. We have fiber optics, we have high voltage electricity, we have gas, we have sewage and stuff like that. So I was on a committee with the Construction Industry Federation through my company where indeed we developed uh, a code of practice over a number of years and I became more and more engrossed in that Uh, and I was inspired then to take it a little bit further and I ended up training um, many of the people who now train that in the country. I've since written the newer version of that, if you like, and submitted that. Now that will be rolled out very, very soon. And again, like everything else, you know, you say, is there, is there anything else we can do? So we as a company, Salas, uh, we wrote um, a version which was advanced even beyond what the national standard is. And we, we, if you like, we won an award for that through the Construction Industry Federation for Innovation. And what we do is we shoot air jets into the ground and we pulverize the soil and we have a micro suction unit which will suck the soil away from where we believe the services are. And then one can make a decision about how they proceed, whether they use a machine uh, or else you go in and hand dig, whatever has to happen at that location. Because striking uh, fiber optics today, it doesn't bear thinking about in terms of the cost and stuff like that. But to hit electricity and to hit uh, fr- um, sorry gas and such, but even sewage, uh, all of these things are very, very costly. They're costly in monetary terms, but they can be uh, also costly in terms of the type of injuries they can cause. And of course, the biggest cost of all is one's life.
0: I think they say, Tom, that one way to become an expert in your field is to actually to teach it and to really it, and I think that's something that you certainly have been embracing through your career, first and foremost in the training the services side of things, but now bringing that into Salis, and your continued innovation, I think, is something that is so, so admirable. I'd love to hear about Tom, the entrepreneur. So when it came to setting up your business, Dave Wood, and it's really, I suppose, inspiring to hear as well how you turned maybe some very negative events such as the passing and you know some accidents in the workplace to actually really inspire you to focus and to hone in on the safety side of things
1: okay i'll be blunt and uh you know it is what it is uh, during my formative years i may say when i was in um primary school and indeed secondary school thereafter i wouldn't have been the brightest character in school, and I was the subject of some ridicule, and not only from, if you like, my peers, my fellow classmates, but the teachers. And I, I went to Christian Brothers. I suppose everybody bashes the Christian Brothers now, but I academically I wasn't really, you know, very, very um, good at all. So. When I went into the naval service, uh, I had that basic education. I mean, I might as well be honest, I failed my intercert miserably uh, beforehand, but I didn't know at the time. And I didn't know for some years later that it was actually dyslexic and indeed numerexic. I found a way of learning myself. I mean, I, I had no formal introduction to how to learn differently. I just found that I had to write profusely. try and remember things and to get them in context and I had to do an awful lot of stuff from memory which I could at the time, far greater than I might be able to do now I can tell you. So you know I I had to do physics and I had to do other things for some of the jobs I was doing you know in the naval service and when I was going through the the preparatory stage of um, trying to become a diver Physics was a very, very uh, important element of it. It, I moved on from there, basically, and I did my courses, my instructor's courses and all. And I started to get some very, very good results to the point where I was coming number one in the class. So it just meant that I was taking information on board in different ways. Um, And I looked back, you know, at how I performed in school. And I said, okay, so I've just I have to do things differently than everybody else, and I never forgave myself for not passing my intercert. I forced took a job before I went into the naval service with Jemison Jewelers, and I felt maybe maybe this is a good way to go, and so on, so on. And I did have an interest in it, but uh, I also wanted to do something that was a little more adventurous. And something that maybe inspired me there was I was down in Talbot Street getting a Rick Wakeman LP for Mrs. Jemison in a place called Golden Discs. And I was caught up in the Dublin bombs of uh, 1974. So it's the second time I was lucky in that particular part of Dublin. So all of those things together said, right, let's follow a new career path into the Navy. I learned so much in the Navy, I didn't realize that I had learned that when I came out, I said, "Okay, so I've been doing basic jobs and so on and so on. But I've learned a little bit more now than the jobs I'm actually doing, if that would make sense. So I said, I I want to do something else. So when I went into South Midland Construction, I felt there was more for me to do. And I felt the safety side of things. I I had learned how to to train while I was in the Navy to instruct and this, that and the other. I hit learned the topics quite well if I might say and I locked onto the legislation and I was able to recite the legislation word for word and 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 what the implications of that legislation might be so moved into the safety section and then I moved into claim and accident investigation within the same job and if I may be bold enough to say I was turning in some very good results because I created what we called a a doorstep strategy instead of just sitting back and saying is Mrs O'Brien going to put in a claim Uh, you know what are the implications of that going to be because the loss adjusters were kicking us hard at that time and our premium was going up and up and up all the time so we you know I said to the general operations director why don't we employ a method known as um, our doorstep discretion so we had up to a thousand pounds at the time that we could agree to pay a person if we felt you know, the event that occurred merited that sort of payout. Notwithstanding the fact that this didn't in any way deny them their rights under the statute of limitations, but it might cause them to feel that, well, look, we've been compensated. So here we go. So in the first year of that initiative, um, it saved the company £170,000 in outlay off the baseline. So then I had qualified as a trainer in a number of areas and I was training from within the company carrying out some of our own training which put down drastically on our outlay on training. And then uh, we started training out to other businesses and that sort of thing. Um, and, and that was really, you know, where I went. I felt, you know, I felt at the time I was very limited and I was I wasn't born to be successful. But then I found as I did certain jobs, I, I could see areas where I could excel and maybe this is my way forward this is maybe my niche. And that became Aztec Training Services and then we became absorbed into South Midland Construction. And when South Midland Construction um, went down during the crash, SALAS as an entity remained buoyant and we've carried on from there.
0: Fantastic. And I think there's so many people listening in today that can relate to you either personally themselves And found that maybe element of self-sabotage when you felt that you weren't good enough in school and through the traditional system whereby it was actually the system that was failing them rather than the other way around. But also for those listening in today that may have, you know, a son or a daughter, somebody that they know in their families going through the school system and maybe struggling a little bit. But just they might have, you know, skills in other areas and how you can advance and hone in on those and different ways of learning. I think the the old saying that there's no one shoe size that fits all is very apt when it comes to our different methods and and ways of learning so tom from that you know fantastic experience you know that you've just shared with us but i can just imagine how it was difficult and hard and testing at times um you know through your school area you know your school years right up to now in hindsight looking back and seeing how wonderful your experience at the naval service was i'd love for you maybe to leave our listeners with maybe three things that you wish that you would know now that have helped you in your career that you didn't know back then
1: okay and again this is just from the hip i mean this is not rehearsed as you well know i didn't know what was coming down the line i was asked a question by Capil um some weeks back when he came to visit i'll give you these three first i i have now adapted the mantra if you like of stay true to yourself you're as good as anybody else maybe in a different way but your niche is out there stay true to certainly from a business perspective uh, stay true to your staff because you won't be able to achieve what you actually achieve without them on board they are not your means to make the book if you know what i'm saying and the third thing is stay true to your customers and, and those that you deal with however the three things from my past okay I'm going to unleash. Education is the way out. We don't all learn the same way. So I'm 65, I'm 66 at Christmas, and I received a a higher um, diploma in forensic criminology and forensic psychology just on last Saturday, if you like. So lifelong learning, I'd say never feel I'm 17 now. It's too late for me to educate towards a good future. As I said already, I'm hoping, I don't know if it will happen. Uh, I would like to think that I might be able to move on in the direction of the King's Inns. Because the more you go, the more you educate yourself, the more you realise, you know what, I'm not this person that I I really thought I was. You know, and can I tell you this, I've come up against, you know, in adversarial situations, people from other businesses and in a health and safety context, people who I would have thought were much better educated than me. And I have excelled, I can tell you, and I came out with results and I've gone into courtrooms and and I've won cases, as you might say, the proverbial layperson. So the next thing I'll say is be confident about your future. It might not be what you want it to be right now, But I can say from my experience, um, look forward into the rest of your education. Never let it stop. And you might not be academic. I mean, I train guys as recently as yesterday, I was training people and a guy came up to me rather apologetically and apologised because of his inability to write. My mother was beaten across the, the left hand with a ruler or a stick, whatever it was because she was seen as doing the work of the devil. So she crossed over to the right hand and her writing was very, very bad after that. I mean, that has to leave our educational system. You are who you are, you are what you are. There's an education there for you. Pick what you feel suits your aspirations and go for it. You're talking to somebody who, you know, wasn't wasn't at the races at all, but you'll get there. And I'm sorry well, for you, being overbearing. You've, booked
0: the, you've booked, booked the trend in all aspects, Tom. Tom, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you here today. I think there's some great lessons there about, you know, staying true to yourself, staying true to your staff, staying true to your customers. They're so important. You know, those three elements are three cornerstones of any business. But even from ourselves as people, you know, embracing education is so so important and looking forward yep. to being confident about your future and so many of us are not where we maybe want to be right now but always to look forward and to seeing what it is we can do to get there. Um, congratulations on your recent achievement as well as Health and Thank Safety you. Business Person of the Year for 2023 with the All-Ireland Business Foundation in addition to your many many other accolades. Tom if any of our listeners here today would like to reach out to you and to get in touch Um, With you, either personally or through the services that you're offering at Salus Training, how should they do that?
1: Well, I mean, I suppose as a member of the AIBF, our our details are there. If somebody wanted to have a one-to-one personally, I'd be more than happy to do that because, like I said earlier, people coming to me apologising about certain inabilities and I say, I don't care. If you take it in... And you go out that door, a wiser person, then you came in, I feel, you know, we're both going in the right direction. So if somebody for some reason feels in some way they'd like to speak to another person on on, on the basis of very strict confidence, I'd be more than happy to do that. If as a business, somebody wants to contact us, um, Tom Brown at safety-training.ie.
0: Fantastic. Tom, it's been a pleasure talking to you today. We look forward to the next chapter not only for you personally, but also for Sala's Trading Services. Congratulations, Tom. Well done. Thank
1: you so, so much. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening to AIBF Business Talk today. To find out more about the All-Ireland Business Foundation and the work we do, especially our forthcoming events like our Leaders Forum and Christmas Lunch in the Aviva Stadium on December the 8th, check out our website, AIBF.ie forward slash events. It would be great to see you there. Remember, never put off until tomorrow what you can do today. Until next time, from your host Elaine Carl goodbye